Hey, it's Graham. Our past in-depth guests have shared so many inspirational stories from overcoming adversity to helping their communities and even bettering themselves. This week, one of cricket's biggest stars, Virat Kohli. Your dad's death. Uh, explain the situation that led to him unexpectedly passing. The situation was, um, so he used to do um, online share trading. And that was something that became uh, quite a big thing back then when in 2006, um, when he started doing it. Um, and then, as I said, the business side of things wasn't doing well for my brother. The house was on rent and then his online share trading account suddenly crashed. So one transaction went really bad and all the transactions that he'd done before that and whatever he had accumulated sort of went down in a go. So he really like, he, the amount of stress it brought onto him mentally was huge. So he had a stroke, um, he had a clot uh, form in his brain. Um, I, I didn't know it because I was playing my first season and I was at practice and I was, I was coming back from practice and I reached the house and then my cousin's sister was there and I asked her where everyone is and she's like, no, they're just going for a regular checkup. I was like, why would everyone in the house go for a regular checkup? This doesn't seem right. Why is she the only one sitting at home? So I asked her where they are. She told me they're at this place and, and I was like, take me there. So we went there um, and then I saw him and then I saw him you know, in a in a situation that I'd never seen him before, and what 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 was the situation? He, I mean, because it was a it was a stroke in the brain, he wasn't able to react in the normal manner. You know, his body was moving in a, a funny way, and he was not able to figure out where he is. Like the way he looked at people as well, it was like he lost total sense of what's going on. So I saw him like that, and then they took him to the operation uh, theater, and then um, it was a very difficult time because they did the operation, then he came back home and then he was in rehab, but I saw him left side of his body got paralyzed, uh, left side vision also got compromised and he was just not able to communicate that well, even with the family members anymore and you know couldn't do anything by himself. People had to pick him up and take him to the toilet and that, there he was a self-made man, you know, he would just in the house if something went wrong, he wouldn't call anyone, he would just open the, the socket, the the electric socket and just start fixing things himself so he was he was that self-made and he wasn't dependent on anyone so for a person like that to go through that he couldn't handle off, handle it after a while and then eventually after a couple of weeks of rehab he got a cardiac arrest and you were there I was batting night. actually I was playing a game and we were playing one of these um, <clears throat> four-day games which used to happen at the first class level and I was I was supposed to continue, resume batting the next day. And this happened around 2.30 or 3 in the morning. And we all woke up and we had no idea what to do. And he was gone by the time we woke up. And I literally, like, I literally saw him take his last breath in front of me. And um, I tried to pump his chest and all that, nothing worked. And then um, there were a few doctors around in that, in that area that we lived in. We went to their place. No one opened the door because it was three in the morning. We couldn't get any response. And then we drove him to the hospital. Um, but by the time they tried electric shocks and everything, all those kind of things, but nothing worked. He couldn't recover at all. So my, my sister and my brother and my mother, they, were all, they all broke down. And funnily enough, I couldn't cry at all. There was no emotion coming out of me. And I, was, I just became blank. I couldn't, I couldn't register what just happened. Well, why do you think that was? I have no idea. Till date, I can't understand. And I was, 
I was feeling like I was myself thinking, why am I, am I not able to cry? And then I think it was all building up inside me. So when we came back um, and everyone, all the relatives came in to sort of, you know, uh, pay their condolences and stuff like that. And then I called my coach in the morning and I asked him, or I told him what had happened. And then he asked me, what do you want to do? I said, I want to go and play. So he said, are you sure? And I was like... Because you had a game that day. Yeah, and for me, leaving a cricket match was something which was not acceptable, regardless of what happened in life. Um, not going to a match was not an option I ever had, or I couldn't register that option in my mind. So I said, I'm going to go. Um, and he said, OK, if that's your decision, go ahead. Um, so I left the house. I hadn't cried at all, nothing, no emotion. And my family was actually feeling a bit nervous looking at me because I was showing no emotion and everyone was like, you know, crying and they were emotional. And then I went to the game and I picked up a friend of mine again and I told him what had happened. He thought I was joking, he didn't believe me. We kept going, we, we reached the stadium and when we reached the stadium and I sat in the change room and he told everyone what had happened. So when everyone came around me to tell me we're sorry for you and that's the time I really broke down and you know, that's the time all that emotion came out and I don't know really? why. The strangest part of the whole story to me was that night when you called your coach back uh, and you were upset. He was surprised that you weren't upset what, about what he would have thought it was about. You were upset about your performance in the game. I was upset because I was, um, the umpire in the game made a wrong decision and he gave me out when I wasn't out. And I was upset because I couldn't be there till the end to make my team win the game. And I was really upset about that. Um, so yeah, in the evening he was surprised to know that I was actually talking about that. Especially now, many years removed from having gone through that, how do you think your father's passing affected you? Now I feel like it was probably the most impactful thing that happened in my life. Because I remember that day, I came back from the game. Um, after I got out, I came back to do the cremation and all the rituals that follow. And I remember telling my brother specifically that I am, I am going to play for my country and I am going to play this game at the highest level and there's nothing else in life that can distract me anymore. Because it was my father's uh, vision as well. He wanted me to you know, play at the highest level and he was really, really keen on me playing uh, at the highest level as well. So I remember making that promise to my brother and then everything in life became um, second priority after that incident and cricket was the first priority. The change I saw in Virat after that, that day when he decided to go for that match that, uh, you know, after our dad passed away, I suddenly found after that he was a completely changed person in terms of his decision making. That was the day when I realized that, you know, he is going to go there. He is going to achieve whatever he wants to. And he is dedicated. He wants to do that for our dad now. Yet it wasn't uh, immediate that the success came at, no. after that, right? I, I mean, you kind of for a couple year period of time started struggling. Um, in what ways did you begin to get careless off the field? So the thing is that the incident happens in your life and then you move on with it. You don't know the kind of motivation it, it registers in your heart. I always knew that nothing else can distract me from achieving my goal. 
but the immediate distractions were too many. Um, traveling like to other countries, going out, you know, regularly, uh, having drinks with friends, and just not being that focused. But the one thing that remained constant was every time I was down, every time I was, I hit rock bottom. Somehow I was able to put everything aside and say, right, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to get back up. So it's not like I, I made a promise that I'm never going to fall down. Obviously, I was going to fall down. That's life. That is always going to happen in sport and life. But the ability to come back again and again made me realize that that incident was the one incident that helped me become mentally so strong um, that I could, even if I was distracted because I'm human, I will make mistakes. But the ability to come back up became so much more stronger. And right now I feel so grateful that I could get that strength from such a bad time in my life as well. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week and every week sharing full-length, long-form interviews on Mondays and shorter, uplifting stories on Thursdays. We'd love to hear from you with ratings and reviews. Also, do you prefer the longer podcast episodes or the Thursday shorts? Excited to get your take, and thanks again for listening.